Coming up in this episode of the Super Pesis Roundup podcast, we see a welcome return of the power rankings and take a look at how the teams have performed in the men's and the women's Super Pesis leagues. Plus, all the latest news and, as our special guest, it's Vasa's pitcher, Venla Tanhoa. That's all coming up on this episode of the Super Pesis Roundup podcast. Welcome to episode 27 of the Super Pesis Roundup podcast. I'm your host, Ian Albert, and joining me is our resident coach. It's Mikko Pjörhonen. Mikko, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, when I look at the window, it's like uh, we, had, we had a great uh, summer in Finland, but now it's October again. It's like... <laughs> Over here in Helsinki, it's like uh, uh, 10 degrees and it's all gloomy and raining. And uh, yeah, it's it looks like Scotland to be. <laughs> so. Well, um, I was I was looking at my weather app um, today. I was um, out and about in Cardiff and um, it was a relatively cloudy 14 degrees Um and I, I have a, a number of other cities and, and towns and places around the world that are, are added to my list so I can see what the weather's like uh, in various places. And um, it was warmer in South Carmel than it was in Cardiff today, which I thought, oh, well, there we are. <laughs> yeah, it, it was actually quite warm today when uh, when they played in Kempele. Also, <laughs> it was like, OK, it was raining during the game eventually but it was something like plus 19 or so but anyway the season is underway and uh, we have already seen some interesting points to talk about so it's that's what we have been expecting for a long time so well the weather in Helsinki may be something that uh, teams will be looking at in the coming weeks because we had announced um, recently that we're actually going to have a couple more games played uh, in Helsinki. So we've got uh, Johansson Milo women's team uh, versus uh, Roy Huteret, who are, of course, uh, the women's team who play across town uh, in Helsinki as well. But we've also got Mansa and uh, Tarko. Uh, playing and they'll be playing the games on the 18th of June, I believe. Um, Miko, is is this another attempt to try and rally some more support uh, in, in the capital? Do you think? Uh, well, in a way, but it it has more to do with uh, like to rally some support to the teams who are taking the games there. And uh, and for example, the 
like Monza has to take their home games. Uh, they they have this kind of a road trip where they play in various places before their own stadium is ready. So they play their home games uh, in in various places all over southern and western southwestern Finland. So uh, taking their game to Helsinki to play on an actual Pesapallo uh, pitch uh, is uh, it's a smart move, especially when you have Darko playing there. So it's uh, it's going to be a good game. So it's not like playing on a football stadium. I have nothing against like promotional things like that, but it's uh, it's an actual game. So we'll definitely be there. Yeah, well, of course, we we, we saw um, towards the, the start of the season, uh, Yonsu playing against Patioki um, at uh, the football stadium there. Uh, obviously, things very different on the grass. I saw a lot of players slipping, in particular in the outfield as well. Um, but with a, a proper Pesapolo pitch, uh, things will be a lot different. Uh, so it is one to watch. It's one to to look out for coming up in the calendar. In other news, we've seen Sotkamo running a little thin on players, but at the other end of things, uh, KPL seem to have an abundance of players. They they have too many for the slots that they they actually have. Um, last time we talked a little bit about Juha uh, Hacklin uh, was sort of going on loan to, to IPV. We've seen him back in the main uh, lineup um, in the last few games in particular with some really big and important plays, certainly in the outfield um, as well. Um, but one player who is on loan to IPV uh, on a game-by-game basis is uh, Ironokola uh, as well. Now, he's also been playing in KPL's second team as well, in Urkus Pesis. But do you think that this will be something that will hopefully strengthen IPV just that little bit more? Well, that's a given. It will. And uh, it's also... um, I think that from the perspective of KPL, it's it's one of those things... That is, uh, well, I, I I could think of some other sports that would have that same uh, thinking too in, in Finland that, for example, for KPL, uh, IPV is a team that is pretty close and they can like, they can have a decent rivalry uh, especially hopefully a bit later on uh, and uh, it's uh, it's a good, it's a win-win situation because IPV has uh, had some injuries they have needed players they get quality players immediately who play a big role in the team and uh, those players get good uh, super emphasis games under their belt before they are probably needed at some point at, at KPL. Uh, I mean, 
I, I don't take anything away from Ukospecies uh, and the level of that, but it's it's a whole different ball game when you go to play Superpecies as as a number three, for example, in the batting lineup like Nokkala does right now. So it's a short trip for them to go there on loan, and it's. Uh, well, to be honest, it's better for KPL to try to help IPV uh, to steer clear of their issues that they are having right now. And thus, that way they can keep a team that is actually close to them uh, in in super passes and form um, like uh, a better cooperation with them and turn that into rivalry at some point. I mean, we saw um, in news before the the season started that the CEO from IPV and the CEO from Kankampan uh, Mile had swapped roles um, for, for a week, I think it was. Uh, and that was again another interesting avenue for cooperation. And of course, we've talked on the podcast many times, I think, about how at a certain level the teams do share bits of information uh, and so on to to help well each other. Really, this is this is an interesting arrangement because, of course, IPV really aren't a threat to KPL. And so, like you say, it does benefit both teams quite well, uh, given their circumstances. Players for KPL's first team would far rather be facing, um, you know, Putimaki, um, uh, Temokinen and even and um, Komalainen, rather than having to uh, play pitchers uh, in Urkespesis. So it's, it's important to keep, like you say, that kind of super pessimist level uh, going for these players. Another headline that uh, caught my eye uh, in the last week or so um, was uh, Tommy Nupponen, um the game referee. He managed to join an exclusive group of, of game referees this week uh, by taking part in 500 games Um and that was showcased basically on the Monday night uh, uh, Pesapalo uh, game on Rutu. What do you make of of Nipponen and his uh, achievements? Well, I, I think it's a fantastic achievement to begin with, and I, I congratulate him uh, through this too. But I think that him and uh, Osimuran and they, they have like uh, they have gone on like uh, quietly about their business and uh, being like uh, everybody thinks that they are the best two in the business <laughs> like right now, and they they are also like uh, people who everybody actually likes within the game. And uh, they they come from uh, they come from Uvascula area where there's no super persist team at the moment in the men's league. 
but uh, but yeah, they are uh, they 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 deserve all the accolades that are coming their way. It's uh, it's a big thing for them, and uh, and nothing says that if they do want to go on. I mean, they started so young that uh, who knows? I mean, they they can go on for years and years if they feel like that. But it's also like. I, th I think it was like his um, 24th season in the Super Passes already. But I, I think it says something that year after year, when you reach the semifinals and the final finals of men's Super Passes and women's Super Passes, um, those two gentlemen are always there to umpire at least some of the games. So it tells everything there is to know about them and they never ever raise themselves above the game, so to say. You hardly ever notice that they are on the pitch and that's the biggest compliment that you can give an umpire. Well, I was I was going to say uh, th these things always fascinate me because I, uh, having been a cricket scorer um, more so in my youth, and and having to be part of the the officials uh, team, um, it I, I always find it fascinating why people want to <laughs> become umpires and game referees because it's quite a challenging job when you do things right. People don't notice that you're there when you do things wrong you really get an earful from it and it can quite you know get quite nasty as we spoke about on the on the last podcast um but i i'm i'm really uh pleased uh to see this milestone um being reached and uh yeah i, I look forward to seeing him refereeing or, or rather not seeing him <laughs> but knowing that he's there uh refereeing in future games as well well, I did promise on the last podcast that we'll see a return of the power rankings. Um, for those who have been following us on Twitter and Facebook, you've probably already seen these. Um, but Miko and I are now going to talk about some of the uh, trends and topics from uh, the power rankings from the last few weeks. So first of all, in terms of the men's uh, power rankings, um, we've seen some some interesting results. Uh, in the first week, we saw Vimpoli, KPL and Sotkamo top three, not necessarily that surprising. Uh, but Mansa certainly underperforming. This week just gone now, Jonsson, Myla top, KPL and then Hervink and Tarko. Um, Mansa way down in 10th effectively, although really they'd only played one game in that week, so there wasn't that many uh, results for them to uh, to have racked up. Do you think that we're seeing Mansa underperforming so far this season? Well, yes. I mean, and they, they will think so too. And uh, it's like... Uh, 
I, I'm I'm really looking forward to the next game because it's going to be a huge one and uh, it's going to be one of those where uh, there will be actually like um, the preparation will be uh, a really uh, on a high level uh, since the last last year's finalist uh, fi uh, two two best teams line up against each other and uh, they have both like KPL comes from a loss they they lost in in Kite without scoring a single run and uh, and Mansa was like they were actually on top of the game in Yoensu but then just some uh, actually from Yamas uh it was uh, it was an incredible strike that actually ended the game when Mansa was on top of uh, the things that were happening so I, I wouldn't like as a monster, as a person in the organization, as the game manager, as a fan, I, I wouldn't be worried. I mean, it's like we're we're still like five games into the season, but uh, but obviously it's not uh, it's not an ideal situation, and. Uh, it, if they would lose like it, also the next game that would be that would be applying a bit of pressure to them like really uh, despite their amazing like amount of experience in their ranks well Mansa have already lost more games in the regular season than they did in the whole of the regular season last year and in fact, the last time that they didn't score any points in a regular season game uh, was on the 3rd of July last year to Yoensu as well. Now, <laughs> I, I completely agree with what you say. Look, we're still early days in the season and OK, it's a couple of blips here and there. Um, but maybe that tells us a little bit about how well they were playing last year. Yeah, it tells that too, and uh, it, it tells about it. It may tell just uh, a bit about uh, the change of balance in the team and the new game manager and stuff like that. That uh, getting things to actually work out throughout the season, but uh, I think that they still play smart. They just have made some individual mistakes or have been on the receiving end of uh, like really respectable strikes that uh, every now and then you just have to accept that some somebody hits a, uh, hits the ball like Toivola did. And uh, I mean, especially when we are talking about uh, a game and uh, the a system where this where we play the playoffs. Uh, it's a it's a surefire thing that they will make their way into the top eight. There's no conversation about that. And uh, who who in their right mind would actually want to face that team? Uh, 
uh, I have spoken all the time that, and, and also the game manager Leti Maki has spoken that these players know how to get theirs themselves ready when it's needed. And obviously now we're going to see some top level games where those things are measured, but everything that is worth any, anything will happen in June, July, uh, August, September, uh, especially in August and September. But, but yeah, interesting times. I think it's uh, perhaps the the expectation um, from may, maybe people who are out, outside of the fan base of, of Mansa may be thinking, well, you know, they've they're perhaps underperforming, but uh, we'll see. Like you say, nobody, absolutely nobody, is going to want to face them in the postseason. One of the other things that uh, certainly caught my eye. Uh, in the power rankings was this sudden surge from Tarko. Now we were talking in our pre-season previews about how this is a a, a new look Tarko, that this is uh, a team that's gone through many changes since last season, including, of course, again, uh, their game manager. Their opening two games this season were a little disappointing from their perspective two straight losses no points from either game uh, to Vimpoli and Kite but now including the result um, recently against Kempoli they're on a five game winning streak and we've seen um, Johan Niemi um, blistering the ball out of the park is this a team that is now hitting its stride well, of course, they are getting some confidence out of those wins, which was like on show today when, the, for example, when they played the Super Bora and they went 2-0 down away on a very different, uh, sorry, very difficult uh, stadium for the away team in, in Kempele. And uh, they they came came from behind and uh, won uh, three two, and uh, of course they have they have an abundance of riches like to score runs, but but also they will uh, their outfield is still a big question mark in the like in the big picture, but. Uh, they are they are a fun team to watch uh, at at the moment, and uh, it's it's really going to be interesting to see now when they're playing the top teams in in the league that how it will go on because I I still see them as a bit of an up and down team because of the outfield, and uh, that's that's what they need to be working on. I did a, a game review um, when Tarko played against Kite uh, just over the weekend. And I was paying particular attention to how their fielding was because 
last year was pretty poor. The year before was even worse. And I, I, I saw some, some great improvements here and there in terms of the focus and the speed in which they're, they're throwing the ball. But still a few errors creeping in here and there. And, and as you say, their outfield, it, it's, uh, it, it's hit and miss. Uh, still, but I I can see that there are going to be games where they can do just about enough defensively and have plenty of opportunities to score. I mean, for example, uh, Johan Niemi was at 12 runs batted in, including one home run, from 16 third base um, situations. So a a 75% success rate last week. And Yari Wikström had seven runs just that last week alone. So, and that's just two of their players. And we know that there's there's a number of players up and down um, their lineup who can put up some good numbers as well. So it's going to be an interesting team to watch. They certainly seem to be hitting a stride at the moment. But the real test, as you say, is when they do come up against teams like Mansur, like KPL, Sotkamo and, and Vimpoli, like we saw in their, their opener as well. We, <laughs> The next two um, points I, I observed from the power rankings um, seemed like doomed predictions, uh, given the results in the last couple of days. Um my first one was whether Yonsu had regained their focus at having beaten Manson and in fact topped the power rankings in week two. It seemed to be um, getting the results where it counted and uh, turning up in the big and the small games. Uh, and yet today um, they've turned in a loss uh, a challenging loss, but a, a loss nonetheless to IPV, who still are towards the bottom of the table and struggling in many ways. Um, Mikko, what did you make of that? I'm still like, uh, I'm so split in, in my opinion regarding that team because I'm I'm always I'm always one for like uh, experiments and uh, adventurous things and uh, trying something new and rotating and doing stuff like that. And uh, we never know how much of the rotation is actually forced rotation. And uh, I I still like tip my cap to Mikko Otari for uh, like his plan and his bravery to be honest to go through that amount of rotation after like a big win so they they make big adjustments not just change changing the picture but but also other adjustments that that cost them dearly actually today but uh, and that's the other side of the coin that uh nobody knows what their plan is in the end like in terms of uh what what they actually want to 
do, for example, with the pitcher situation. But so far, it's been it's been a big advantage when uh, Bali Aho has played, to be honest. And that's that's also a big a bit of an issue because uh, if you have three if you have three chokers in your disposal, and they are uh, like two uh, power hitters, Toivola and Walstein. And then you have Topi Kosoran, who is uh, also a formidable uh, player at bat, who was like, he also hit a home run against Monse. But then you have a chance that you run, like you you have a lack, lack of uh, quality runners in your starting 12. So. I think that their rotation, they paid a price for that, taking nothing away from IPV. They played with the kind of freshness that they did throughout the last season. But still, it was, uh, yeah, I, I thought that uh, it was it was a weird uh, starting lineup for Johansson today. Well. Like you say, and we, we've talked about this several times, having that Joker lineup, it, it's almost like playing with one hand tied behind your back by not having the flexibility of having uh, a a runner Joker, uh, somebody who can just pop into the lineup and uh, and run the bases, because none of the three um, Jokers that Yonsu play at the moment are particularly fast runners but um as you say you know it was it was a particularly strange lineup for for them to run today um and IPV were hungry for the win and they ended up taking it um so <laughs> when i posed the question have you and Sue regained their focus the answer's maybe <laughs> Um, but there we are. My my second um, point that I raised was, uh, could anybody stop KPL? Because at the point that I emailed this outline across, um, they had a perfect start to the season. They hadn't even dropped a point. And then, of course, we had the Monday night game uh, when they didn't even score a run against Kite, who... Um, Played with with a lot of focus and a lot of energy, actually, um, I thought anyway. But uh, can anybody stop KPL other than Kite, uh, Mika? How do you um, how do you think KPL are doing so far? So uh, they have been the best team so far uh, in the in the early stages. I think their game is in the best shape and form, and uh, like uh, it's it's solid. It's solid. They they also they have had a number of times when they have had difficulties playing in Kite for one reason or the other, but. 
I, it's also a team that I would really not be worried about. Uh, I, I think that their overall game is, is, is the most solid in the league. They are not the most explosive team at the moment in the league, but, but who, who cares? They win games. <laughs> and it's like, that's, that's what we are looking at, the wins, wins column and the points, points gained. So, but yeah, the game against Monza will tell a lot more. Indeed, it's, uh, it's all heading towards that game and it'll be really, really interesting to see how both of those teams approach. As we say, Mansa not having the best start to the season so far uh, and uh, KPL having had an excellent start up until the Kite game, of course. So moving away from the men's power rankings now to the women's uh, power rankings, um, we'd seen... Yonsu, Kiriteret, and Royhu uh, top in week two, and Mansa, Pori, and Vasa uh, top in week one. So far this season, um, Mansa, for me, in, in the women's uh, superpesis, ha- have looked fairly dominant. They, they haven't had the hardest of, of schedules, perhaps, but it's not been an easy schedule either. What do you make of Mansa in in the women's super basis this year? Well, they are obviously they are a quality team, and uh, they they have they like uh, I think the structure that they have within the team has they they have found it like surprisingly quick, uh, thinking that. Their game manager is like he's a he's a proven winner, and uh, from men's super basis, uh, like years ago, and uh, so. But it's his first season in in the women's uh, super basis, so that's always like a big switch, but. Uh, but the team itself is like they're, they're playing, they're playing with confidence. They're playing with structure, and their key players are performing on a high level. And uh, they also seem to like uh, they seem to be having fun <laughs> while they're playing. And it's uh, it's also like uh, uh, to do that without having Birpihuka at their disposal is even more impressive because she will be added to that lineup like this season for sure. And when they can make that work, they are a force to be reckoned with against anybody. Well, I was I was looking at um, their results, and they actually scored 51 runs in their first four games and picked up points in each of them. They won three out of the, the first four, but 51 runs in four games was, was, was fairly impressive. Um, another team that I've, I've seen rising 
uh, through at the moment, and certainly in the last week, um, is uh, Roy Huteret, who have actually managed to scrape several wins together and leap up uh, into sixth place uh, in the league. What do you make of Roy Huteret uh, so far, Miko? Well, they have they have won the games that they need to be winning. I mean, that's that's what I make of it because uh, they uh, they have played against uh, most. Let's just say that they have played against the teams uh, where who they have the best chance against, like. Their their main opponents, so to say, and uh, they they have also they have played with uh, good uh, good tempo and good confidence and uh, just being like better all round and uh, especially when it uh, as much of a cliche as it is uh, they have played better. Uh, better than their opponents in the moments where when it actually counts. So that's that's something, and it's been a pleasant surprise. I mean, I I didn't expect them to get that many points at this point of the season, and uh, not a lot of people outside <laughs> outside of their team did. But uh, those those surprises are always positive. Well, like you say, they're they're winning the games that they need to win or at least pick up points in uh, if they want to progress in the season and certainly uh, if they want to avoid uh, relegation. But at the moment, sitting sixth in the table, okay, we're very early on into the season, but uh, they're equal on points with Lapua, (laughs) which is a very impressive thing to say. Um, but I, I know from from looking at the games, watching some of the games, that uh, their fans, both home and the fans that have travelled with them, in particular when uh, fans went to um, Hoovinka uh, for their game last week, are uh, are there. They're loud. They're they're proud. They're they're supporting the team, cheering them on. It, it's it's really impressive to see that that atmosphere building uh, for them. It is. It is, and it's it's great for the whole sport, to be honest, because you, we never had too much of that anywhere. From one end of the, the table to the other, a team that really seems to be struggling at the moment is Kempele. Um, obviously, the, the women's team in, in Kempele had reached super paces before the men's, team did and has helped build this this franchise. Do you think Kempele are in trouble this season? Do you think they're even possibly in the relegation f- uh, fight? I would be surprised to see them in the relegation fight but but it's still like it's uh, it's not looking good. It's not looking good at all. And uh, they they're having Big, big issues with their confidence and uh, getting the structure of the play uh, to like work for them, and they they have to 
it, it seems like they have to work like an a ridiculous amount of uh, how should I put it? They have to put in a ridiculous amount of energy to score runs and to get any points, and it, it, like everything seems a stretch that they're like they're not keeping it together. And uh, but I would also get that uh, I would say the same about Hubinka's uh, women's team who are also in the same situation that they have lost their like uh, confidence totally and uh, that's obviously never a good thing to see but it's a part of sports yeah well Kempley are the only team in women's super passes who haven't picked up any points from their opening games but when you look at their schedule, they've had some really tough opponents. I mean, Lapoa, Giritaret, Yonsu, Senioki. I mean, it's it's a tough start to the season for them. But still, it like you say, when when you actually break down the games and start watching how they're playing within those games, the, the confidence isn't there. They're they're struggling to. Um, to school runs and it, it's when they start playing the teams that we would expect them to win or, or at least take points from those will be the real tests for them so we'll wait and see that their next game coming up which will uh, have happened by the time this podcast goes out is against Varsa um, so we'll see how how that one plays out. The final um, team I, I wanted to talk about actually uh, so far is um, is Varsa because they've had uh, a spirited start to the season so far. Do you think that this will make them a playoff contender this year? Yes, definitely yes. I mean, if they will play that kind of... Um, if they will play with that kind of uh, never say die uh, attitude, and uh, just uh, they they have the batting power at their disposal, and they're not afraid to use it. So it's like uh, they and they, their outfield is good enough, but especially like they can they really can hurt. The, the other teams and they're not afraid to uh, like hit shots that may not be like percentage wise the most like from the viewpoint of analytics once again they may not be like the highest percentage uh, choices but who, who cares if you <laughs> if you're successful like and that's like that's that's how they have also they they have really put uh, like uh, high level teams already uh, into some real trouble and uh, I I hope that it lasts uh, throughout the season 
in the, that the, and that their key players stay healthy because that would be a really interesting thing to add to the mix. And uh, we're also seeing some, finally, some surprising results in the women's superpesis. And I, I'm saying finally with all due respect because, uh, of course, we have seen some in the recent years, but now the now the teams that are like uh, challenging the top teams, it's the same as in men's league that they are actually in in single games they can actually be better than not just lucky but better, and that's that's something that uh, is. I'm more than glad to see, oh, okay, if they play a best out of five series, I'm not going to like place bets on them but, uh, at, at the moment. But it's, it's really great to see that new teams are uh, getting closer and closer to the, like, the top four or so. Well, I was going to say the excuse that I just gave to Gempele of having a tough uh, start to the season could equally have applied to Varsa if they had have uh, still been without any points so far this season. But they're far from having no points. In fact, they uh, they took three points away against the Onsu. They beat Kiritret uh, in the Super Boro. They denied Pesakarhut the three points uh, by tying the first jack. So they took a point away from uh, Lapua. It, it's only their most recent uh, game at the time of recording that uh, they lost out to Mansa and didn't pick up any points or or deny Mansa the, the full three points. So an incredible start to the season when you break it down and when you look at it. And it is that kind of that attitude of the team to to just stick with their opponents and try and uh, disrupt uh, the top order of things. So those are my thoughts on on the power rankings at the moment. If anybody wants to check them out, they're uh, available on the blog. Um, But sticking with Vasa at the moment, because join us after a short break where we'll be uh, interviewing uh, Vasa's pitcher. Uh, Venla Tanhoa, uh, who joined me uh, last week uh, for a short interview. Joining me now on the podcast is uh, Venla Tanhua, who is the uh, starting pitcher from Vasa, who were newly promoted at the end of last year. Venla has played several years uh, in Superpesis before for her breeder club, Rauma. 
and each year had uh, reached the postseason. Last year, she signed for Varsa and was a key player in their role in securing Superpesis' uh, place for this year. With a good start already underway in Varsa, I welcome on the podcast now uh, Venla Tanhua. Uh, Venla, thank you for joining us and, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Really, really great to um, get into my first podcast on Pesapalo and my first podcast is already in English, so <laughs> very excited for this. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so, obviously, a lot of um, people often ask me how I got into Pesapalo, which is um, uh, quite an odd <laughs> uh, route, but it's... Uh, it's something I always like to ask my guests as well to try and understand how they uh, started out in the sport. So how did you first become involved in Pesopalo? So I have two sisters. Um, we are three girls in our family and my older sister, Kati, who plays in Jyväskylän Kirittaret. Also, Superpesis is two years older than me and my younger sister is five years younger than me and she also plays Superpesis in, in Raumaferra. And um, I think my older sister, when she was um, in the first grade, so like seven years old, um, she got into Pesis uh, through a friend. And then, then it got caught up there. And um, after a few, year, few years, I was then in the first grade. And, and there was a team for my aged um, children. So then I just went there, I think, with some friends and and um, Aino came later, um, five, five years later too, into the game. And the whole family then got caught up to the sports and that's our path still. So um, really not that special, but I mean, our whole family is still very, very much caught up to the sport. And um, I think that's that's very unique to our family. Well, I, I mentioned in your introduction a moment ago that uh, you obviously uh, are known for playing for Rama, uh, and it, of course Rama is your breeder club. Uh, you're now playing for Vasa, so uh, relatively close uh, geographically speaking. Uh, but what's it like playing for Vasa uh, compared, for example, to playing for Rama? Well, the sports or the game is still the same obviously <laughs> but um last season when on 2020 when i was playing uh, still in rauma so the other season um i was thinking about a little change for my career and then they were contacting me from um Vasa, and Vasa wasn't really that strange to me because i've already um trained with them for the past um, three years as I was playing in Rauma, but I was still living here in Vasa because I was studying here. So the whole organization wasn't really that strange to me, um, but the league was different. So I was playing in Superpesis and last season we were, we were playing in Ukkespesis. But the main reason I wanted to come and play here for last season was the, the ultimate goal that the um, team had. So they really wanted to get to Superpesis for the season of 2022. So the whole league was different last season. 
And coming to this season of 2020, um, the game is still the same, but I think the settlements are pretty different because we have our first season in the Superbasis. The whole organization, the team, um, the people here are really rooting for us and really like believing in the in the sense that it is our first season here. And um, compared to Rauma, where is where the Superbasis is and the women's league very traditional and they really had their place already in Superbasis. So they were kind of used to it, to the games and the league and the, the different teams and everything um, surrounding that kind of um, organization. But now it's pretty different because we are very new to this. And um, I think we have so much to show to the people that we actually we are new, yes, but that doesn't mean that we are any weaker or or anything else. So um, I do think we have a very young team, so we have very much to learn. But um, we are in this together, the whole organization, our team, our coaches, we are in this together. And we are a small uh, tribe here, but I really do believe in us. Well, in our end of year podcast that we did uh, last year, we did an awards show. And one of the things my co-host Mikkel Pirhonen uh, was talking about was how impressive and how exciting it is for Vaisa to uh, be in Superbasis because it is a university town, as you say, you've been studying there. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how the crowds draw to your team and and uh, how those things progress. Yeah, definitely. And um, Basa as a city is um, really traditional in the sense of Pesapalo because of Vasa Maila, which was the male um, superbasis team in the 80s and 90s, I think. And they were really big here. And um, they had like over 5,000 people in the um, audience and it was really big here but I think for different reasons um, they weren't anymore in the Superbasis and then the um, organization kind of went a little bit down but after 2015 when so it's only um, women's Pesapallo was um, came together, I think this is now the new era of um, the city's Pesapallo. And I, I've already seen that the audience is really um, coming to our games. And last season we had like over 700 people in the last games. And that's pretty good for like a women's sport here in Finland. But um, I do. And in our last game, we have only had one um, game here at home in Vasa and we had like 600 something um, people watching us so it's not that new the the sport is not new but because it's now in the women's league that's the new part and it's a kind of a fresh start for the people also that are coming to watch us 
You mentioned a few moments ago about the game obviously being the same, whether you're in Roma or, or Varsa. Your role in the game is as a pitcher. Uh, could you explain to our audience a little bit about the skills that it takes to be a good pitcher? Well, the pitcher is a pretty unique role in Besapal, and um, it really depends on diversity <clears throat> in the game. So I think it consists of, of two like basic skills or the main skills. So the mental skills, but also the physical skills. And I really, I love this role and I've always been a pitcher because of it's like, you have like the ability to really shape up the game in a totally new way um you have to always or you don't have to but you have to guess or think or really be in the game a little bit further than the opponent's coach or the opponent's players so for doing these different things in pitching you can like swirl the whole opponent's game in just a few like minutes and I think that's that's really fascinating and and um, uh, but also the mental skills because you're alone there with the opponents 12 players and um, two coaches so they are going to talk to you <laughs> and they are going to say things to you and I really like that because it really challenges myself and I can challenge them and um but also with the mental skills comes the physical skills and the athleticism. And I really appreciate um, the pitchers that are in the mental state where they also have the ability to be um, great athletes in the position that they are playing. And it really helps if you can throw the ball um, very fast or if you are very fast in the game, it's really... Um, messes up with the opponent's game and and those are like it's very diverse and um you can do big um things in just a short amount of time and and um a lot of different things and and you can always in every game i always learn something new so i think it's a very challenging place to play and that's why i i really love it so during your time playing so far, do you have any favorite memories um, or achievements that you're particularly proud of? Yes, um, this is actually pretty easy. <laughs> uh, definitely, most definitely the last game of um, last season, because we had that ultimate goal to basically win the whole league of Ukkospesis last season. And we, we set that goal like a year before and we worked so hard the whole season, the whole winter season, the whole summer season. We were working so hard as a team and, and we came together as a team and it was just such a relief, but also like one of the happiest days of my life. Like it was uh, 18th of September of last um, last year and I will always remember it. It was such um a like a big relief and and we we got in that game the 
the confirmation that we will get to uh, play Superbasis this year in Vaas. And I already knew that if we, if we could do that, I would play here this season also. So it was it was a big thing, not only for us as a team, but for the whole city and the audience and everything just exploded and we had the best party ever and it was it was absolutely amazing and it felt like a championship and yeah that's definitely the best um, memory of this game obviously in women's circus pesis we see that the leagues divided into two different groups uh, how did you find playing in those two different groups and then going up against teams that you hadn't got much of a a sense or, or an idea of how they play? Like in comparison of Superpesis and Ykköspesis? Yeah. yeah, well, um, before last season, as I was playing in Ykköspesis, I was playing um, three years of Superpesis. So I kind of knew um, coming to this season, I kind of knew the players and I knew the teams and it was more like, oh, well, it's nice to be back. <laughs> and to everyone, like, I, I'm back. And and um, I I loved last season because it was very different. We were kind of going from win to win. It was very different from all the other seasons that I had ever played because in Rauma, our main goal was to get to the playoffs. And it was really a hard work that we had to do to get to the playoffs. So last season was very different because we went from win to win. And now coming to this season, we have already talked as a team that it might not be like that <laughs> this season. It's very much more hard work that we have to do to get a win in a game. But I think that is our strength that we actually do believe that we can win every game and um, we are challenging every team but um, as I said the game is still the same but the comparison between the two leagues is pretty um, different and in Superpesis everyone are more physical, faster, the hitters hit very much um, with more power and um, it's more tactic, the game. So it is pretty different, but um, I'm very happy to be back and to challenge myself and and um, the whole team. So, yeah. We've seen quite a promising start actually from Vars uh, uh, this year, especially considering you, you're newly promoted. Um, at the time of recording, we've had uh, three games for the team, um, and they've not been easy opponents either. Um, how do you think the uh, team is playing so far this year? We have had, yeah, we have had a really good start. Um, I think everyone else is more surprised than we are, actually, that we have had this good start, because in the previews, we were ranked... Um, as the last team or the second last team. And I, I don't blame them because we have our first season in the Super position. The players in our team are young and no one really knows us. And so it's hard to tell where we are going to be um, in August. But 
we always knew that this is possible and that we are going to challenge every single team in this league and that we are we have our team is full of talented and potential and super motivated players and the coaches too so we have worked the whole winter and we knew that we could play this good and we are very proud of the the accomplishments that we have already made but this has only like increased the 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 thing that we want to win every game in this season so it's not that big of a surprise but we are i think the greatest strength for us is the fact that we really do believe in ourselves and we have really a can-do attitude to everything that we do so i hope that this and i do believe that this goes through the season so we will see how how it goes well looking at the the schedule you've had as i say it's not the easiest start to the season um opening game against johnson miley you took the full three points there uh, but then surprisingly for for many critics uh, you took a win on the road in Juviskela um, against Kiritaret, uh, last year's silver medalists. Uh, many had already tipped as, as uh, champions last year. Um, how did it feel to to walk away with a win? Uh, especially because I, I remember you saying that your sister um, plays for them as well. How did that feel? Yeah, um, it was amazing. Um, we were going into that game like with the attitude that we actually, we can win. Um, if we play good, we, we can win anyone. So as the game started, we were really, we had a good start to the game. It was, it was very good. And um, the, the second um, period wasn't that good for us. And we actually lost that. But as we got, uh, got into the, the super uh, water, um, that was really where um, we could see if we could really be that team that comes or rises from um, the darkness and we could really win that. And we showed everyone that um, we are very, very serious in this. And I mean, everyone should take us seriously. And um, that was kind of a warning to everyone else, but um, it was a really good game from us, and um, um, yeah, I, I think that was kind of a turning point for not only us but everyone else to to really consider us a very good um, team. So, what are your goals for this season? So, um, we have set um, our team goal to be playoffs. Um, I do think it is very realistic and, um, we have already challenged the, the best teams that can be in this, in this country. Of course, we still have Manse this week, also, um, Lapua and Virkia this week. So those will be the, the two main challenges too, but also when we go into, playing against Rauma or Hyvinkään uh, Tahko or Kempelenkiri, those, those will also be really challenging for us because we have to keep up 
with the good game that we already had uh, with Uvascular and Pori, the, the ones that are considered um, the championship um, teams. But I do think that um, this season, our, our main goal are the playoffs. And maybe in the future, um, the organization really wants to stay in Superbasis. So we don't want to be, Vasa doesn't want to be a team where we only say hi to Superbasis and then in a few years we go back to Crispasis. We really, um, Vasa wants to be a, um, taken seriously in Superbasis and really um, get that uh, position in the league to stay there because we are a university um, city and a beautiful city also. So um, we want to be or a, be a bigger organization too. Do you have any uh, goals for your future? Well, um, I'm not sure. I always, <laughs> I, I'm really bad at thinking like personal um, goals. <laughs> I always always if someone asks that i'm like i'm i don't really know just play good um i really go with the team's goal the team's goals and the the organization's goals everything that comes to that for me personally is just bonus but the main goal is to as i've gotten older i'm not that old no but you're not like, old at all <laughs> yeah in like women's sports um scale i'm like 25 years old is like it, especially in finland it's it's getting into the um older phase i'm the oldest one in my team <laughs> so i i've realize that the main goal in this sport is to enjoy the things that I do and I wouldn't do this not a day if I wouldn't enjoy this thoroughly and um, that's like the personal goal for me is to enjoy this and I also really appreciate being an athlete and um, as long as I can do that I will do it and um, those are those are the main goals to stay healthy and to be the best athlete that I can be and to help my team by that. Well, it's been uh, an incredible um, start to the season for um, Vasa and it's been incredible to uh, watch you and the team play and indeed talking uh, to you today. So thank you very much, uh, Venla, for, for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. It was very nice. Thank you very much. So that'll just about do it for this episode of the Super Pesis Roundup podcast. Thank you very much uh, for listening. If you like uh, what you've heard, then please like or subscribe to the podcast. Please feel free to even leave us a comment. If you want to read more uh, about the topics that we've been talking about, 
then please do visit the blog. That's superpessisroundup.wordpress.com. You'll also see me writing occasionally from time to time on the Hamina uh, website and the Poltolina website. In fact, I've got uh, a couple of posts coming out shortly on the Hamina website about the May games and how the teams have performed. You can also follow me on Facebook and on Twitter at SuperPesisR. Uh, but for now, I want to thank my uh, co-host, Mikko Pirhonen. Thank you. It's uh, a pleasure to finally get to analyze the games. And uh, we are approaching some truly interesting weeks. So uh, the next episode will be <laughs> even even more fascinating. And from me, Ian Alba. We'll see you soon. If you've got something that's hidden far away, don't be afraid.